<laughs> Go and say something. <laughs> this is CNN. Luke, I am Luke. No. Hi, welcome to Black Super Radio. I'm I'm yeah. filling in the role Just of gonna James Earl. Just got to testosterone shot. Apparently, Jesus, what is with that? Like, this sounds- I, I can't. I can't hear what you guys are hearing, but apparently my voice—it's amazing. Really, really it's low in oh your headphones. God, I am requesting whatever it's setting, whatever device we have. I want to keep it going here. This Lord, unbelievable! You sound like you're—you have perfectly manicured edges oh. on your gigantic property. Oh. That's what it sounds like. You sound like yeah. all American Ben. Like it's it's, it's pretty. It's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh my god! It's so I awesome. Don't, I don't get it's it. It's so amazing. It's fucking it's great. Just, <laughs> it's doing the laugh. It's, it's like the Jolly uh, Green Giant. Uh, <laughs> ho, 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 green right. Giant. <laughs> All right, let's just. Things deeper than Ben's voice, the Mariana's Trench. Featuring Ben. All right. I probably came back home, made breakfast for the family, took him outside, and taught him how to build a lean-to out of some leaves and fishing wire. Chris Brown. Oh, sweet! Like everything's gonna be sticky in my car. And Mark Lefave. Imagine the swab they have to use on him. A fucking mop. (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe, and share, or join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio Underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Here we go. <laughs> Holy shit. Suppose this would be a great time to run for the House you gotta, of Commons. You got to try out for Walk the Line 2. <laughs> be, be Johnny Cash in the sequel. Jesus. My God. It's pretty. It's oh pretty my Honestly, God. I just I want to leave. I want to get whatever my setting it is for you from place. you, so I can change that later and talk to my wife like that. <laughs> hey, man. Or, <laughs> Barry or, White. Call, right? I know. <laughs> on the phone from a private number. Hey, That'd baby. It's very appropriate. It's very intimidating. Oh it's very intimidating. Oh my God. Voice. Yeah. It's, very, yeah. It's, very, it's like a wow. Simpsons voice. I don't know how we're gonna try to do a regular. Black Sheep Radio Show with the uh, Ben hitting double puberty voice, but we're gonna <laughs> baritone bar- 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 Ben <laughs> double, double double puberty. He got he got two more balls overnight. <laughs> <laughs> it's your unintended laughs that make it even fucking fun. Ho 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 ho! Sounds like Jabba, like you're in Jabba's palace. Solo. <laughs> Uh, oh shit! <laughs> so, so, so uh, we've got Polly coming on the show a little bit later. Uh, he's going to be talking about Oscars. The Oscars are coming up. There's a lot of documentaries. Yeah, there's a lot of doc. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't yeah. say anything. Don't say, don't. 
voice. Just wait and see if he says something. Like, like <laughs> yeah, Chris what's... and I were on first, and he heard it, and then Mark came on. Yeah. What's up with your He's... voice, man? You sound like you have an accent or something. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So let's let's leave it. I can't, let's I leave can't it. Fucking, I can't wait to hear it he back. Can we listen to the episode? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> you know you sound like you sound like Buffalo Bill for fucking the Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right there so funny it's jeez i like that that's good stuff and did you did you mention a private yeah i was you mentioned a private phone perfect, call a second ago did i hear it's you a say perfect it? voice to do private phone calls so you said something about a private call <laughs> yeah. okay yeah <laughs> Um, I I want to I don't want to lead in with a back in my. I'm going to, I I switch for the very first time ever. Um, well not ever, a long time since, I think I'd had, my cell number since 2006. That's when I started working in Toronto, and I got my six four seven my. Oh. So, yesterday I I switched numbers um, for business reasons and personal. Right, and uh, I want. Why is it cell phones like magnificent technology we have? Back in my day, our day when we had landlines and you changed your number, people would call you and yeah, 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 I remember that. This number has been changed to this number. Why can't can't cell companies do that with cell phones? Why can't there be like a prompt so if you were to call me and subscriber's number has been changed to or even with a text, given that few of us make phone calls anymore, why can't there be like a bounce back text for a month you, or yeah, so? Yeah, did you change saying, providers too? This number no longer exists. Here's yeah, the new number. Why can't oh, still the same provider? That's weird. Yeah, that that's weird. Mass message. Yeah. Same provider, yeah, and they can't, there's nothing they can do. So I had text messages to my entire contacts list, which is lengthy, and the next thing I know, I'm in a just back saying, is this spam, yeah. is this you, because of all <laughs> stuff that happens, you know, you get a message from someone with a funny link. So I just put this V, uh, I have changed my number, if you have a moment, please store or whatever it was, and <laughs> the next hour was just me. Was yeah, that's really yeah, me. Sure it's uh, you. I swear to God, it's really me. Voice. He, he called, <laughs> on he the text them from that like, number that's with his voice. <laughs> it's me. Hi, hi you been there? Boy, oh. Yes, this is Ben. What? I have no, no, no idea. What's the problem right now? <laughs> so what's my normal voice? <laughs> <laughs> Not in many cases. Sometimes I agree. I uh, my uh, my re my remote my remote re yeah and my I, remote for my TV ran out of batteries and I can't turn the fucking thing on without without the remote. There's no like power button anywhere underneath in the back. No, mm. no, I need the remote. Yeah, and I also no. discovered that I have like seven thousand double A batteries, but I need fifteen triple A batteries. So mm. if anybody wants to trade. <laughs> I have lots. <laughs> triple A, triple A batteries are um, 
I, I fell into that mistake too. Sometimes you never know what takes a triple A. You think it's like a smaller yeah. device takes a triple A, but you fucking never know. I have a mouse. Yeah. It's the smallest thing that I own that takes a battery. It has a, it has two double A's in it. It uses two double A's. Meanwhile, I have like a fucking kitchen. It's 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 a crapshoot. You should like to operate in today's world. You need to have like a medicine cabinet full of different size batteries. It's the only way. To junk, yeah, junk drawer. Yeah, that stuff goes in the junk drawer. <laughs> Out, outside of. Outside oh, of the, the square, room. eh? Or the rectangle. Anything. I don't even call it a nine volt. I call it a rectangle. <laughs> yeah, an old clock radio. Like an old radio would always <laughs> like be camp, at the camp At the campsite. Like the one you have at the trailer in a, in a Rubbermaid. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. that one, that one yeah, uses maybe. that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, there's, for me, old, there's a lot of old technology that's better for sure. Um, I'm using a, uh, yeah. we've talked about it on the podcast before, um, just like an exercise bike. It doesn't have like an old, you know how like the, the, the standard, you go to a gym and it has like the, the, the thing looks like it's fucking it's been through three wars and it's old and it's got all the analog clock and all that shit. Yeah. The one that I yeah. have is brand fucking new. It doesn't have a screen. It makes you go through an app to connect to an app via Bluetooth and it never fucking works properly. And I'm sitting here just like freezes and it's like, you know, they always say getting exercise is supposed to be relaxing. Oh, it's like, the most, like there's nothing worse than like an app that doesn't work. It crashes. Can I ask you a question though? Do the, do the pedal, do the pedal <laughs> still move if the app isn't working? Mm-hmm. So you could you for could sure. still ride it. It's oh, just sure. it's not as fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I don't even exercise anymore. It's bullshit. The app doesn't work. <laughs> so. uh, uh, yeah, and I also don't trust the other thing that I don't trust. This might be a weird thing for you, but like for me, I I, I bought a um, I drive a, a Jetta, but it's like a, it's a little bit of an it's not super old, but it doesn't have all those like bells and whistle like tablet things in the dashboard. And I'm a little skeptical of like, a radio. that type of technology. <laughs> yeah, a radio, just like a standard radio, right. like a CD player, whatever. You know what I mean? Like what's, what you grew up with. But the new cars, they have these tablets, like the Mazdas, yeah, yeah. they have one that like sits That's what I have, on yeah. the dash. Yeah. And for me, I'm a little right. like. I'm a little unsure about that. I feel like that stuff's just ba- like bound to stop working on me or something. Like I don't trust it. But maybe that's it's possible. possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> then you just don't have a radio I don't trust anymore. The, then you need the nine volt battery for your clock radio. It needs to be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, after after you know, last week, uh, you know, I mean, last yeah, week yeah, was obviously exactly. uh, the big announcement about lockdowns and all that kind of stuff, and uh, our, our show uh, talked uh, talked a lot about it, and. Uh, it was like I don't know if it was the next day or a couple days later, Benny. But you were just on a fucking downward spiral about humanity on our on our messenger page. Like you were just, it was like the day after after restaurants closed. Like that was it. That was the fucking straw that broke the camel's back for you and the future of humanity. And you just uh, you were kind of going a little bit off about how you just thought like it's we're we're on, we're, we're we're headed for disaster. And it's funny because I saw I saw later that day an article. And I, I didn't even share it with you guys because I wanted to keep it for myself. But it's about a it's about a time traveler on TikTok that uh, said that he 
knows exactly when the world is going to end. And he's actually not the first uh, TikTok, uh, TikTok Nostradamus, if you want to call him that per, uh, per se. But he says that the Earth is actually going to end in the year 2788 on July 6th from a uh, gigantic uh, meteor is going to uh, is going to hit the Earth. And that's how that's how things are going to end. So um, there is another time traveler, though, oh, on TikTok that went to the year 2027. So only six years from now. And there were no humans left and has come back and, and said that. So there are conflicting reports about when the uh, the end of the Earth is going to be. But the question I had for you is. Oh, the, the guy that says we're going to end in like in 600 years also says by that time we've had the moon. Uh, we're, we're on the moon and we're on Mars as well in terms of uh, colonizing. But the question I have for you is how how do you think it's going to end for us? Do you think it's going to be do you think it's going to be a meteor? Do you think it's going to be some you know, I mean, worse disease than uh, than covid or worse flu than covid? Do you think it's going to be a nuclear holocaust? Like, how do you how do you think we're going to say uh Adios to this to this earth. <laughs> I know it's kind of a, a, a pretty big question to just like spring on somebody like, how do you think the world's going to end? But I, I'm, I'm sure you've thought about it on occasion. <laughs> it is. I've definitely thought about it. Do you want to, are you, do you want some time to, to, to boil it over or are you, you, you ready to go? I feel like he's Slowly. got in the chamber on this one because based on, on our, our, our chat. After the last lockdown conversation that Matt queued up, Mark queued up. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be a combination of starvation yeah. and environmental degradation. So it'll be a that long, is, slow death. Basically, is what you're saying we've got in store for us. Nice, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, not, I, not with I a bang. I feel like the guy the that said that we'll probably colonize exterior planets is probably yeah. in line. Like, I, I do think that we'll make it to that point. But, like, also, you know, you got you to gotta imagine that, like, one once, like, one domino falls, right, like, there would be a series, a succession of events that would cause all of the other things to fucking collapse in on itself too so like for example you know environmental de degradation like or poverty or starvation like there'd be probably a lot of wars before then and you know there were ta people talking about like a lack of water based on how many people like unless we're able to like create water we won't have enough water for people all of that shit like some mad max stuff Yeah, water. Th that yeah, will water. be yeah. uh, that will be oil. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So rainy days will be rainy days will be excited for rainy yeah. days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll bringing back the rain dance. It'll make an appearance yeah. three thousand years part, later. Yeah, part of the reason I uh, part of the reason I'm kind of on this uh, on this thought plane over the past little bit is I just finished watching the last episode of The Stand. I just went through, uh, they had the, the Stephen King's The Stand. They did, uh, it was a nine part, uh, nine part series on Amazon. Phenomenal. If you've read the book, you'll really enjoy, um, 
this versus the TV one that came out in the in the mid nineties. It's uh, it's not made for TV. It's very graphic. It's very uh, real at some spots. But uh, as I said, if you've read the book, you'll really enjoy. It. I've read the book three times. Like it's uh, it's a favorite of mine. Like the big yeah, twelve hundred pager. Um, and uh, this was this was good. So and that gets me thinking about it because that was uh, that was a disease that basically wiped out all of humanity within. A few, I mean, a few weeks time and uh, you kind of see what's left and it becomes the battle between good and evil and all that kind of stuff. But it's uh, it's interesting. So cool. I was curious cool. as your, your thoughts. Well, I'm I'm very uh, I'm impressed that you got through that book more than once, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to gloss over that thing. This thing is an absolute. It's monster a monster of a book. I have yeah. gotten. So my my experience with the book, not to spend too much time on this, I think it's funny. It's a twelve. It's it's like twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred page <laughs> yeah. book. It's gigantic, right? Yeah. And I was carrying this thing around a couple summers ago, just reading it like on lunch break and stuff, because you kind of have to set your whole life aside to even come close to finish things. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I was I I, I uh, was sitting outside on my balcony and drinking a glass of water, and the glass of water tipped over on the book, and actually. If you guys will be patient, I can show you the book because I haven't brought myself to throw it out, but I completely fucking ruined it. So one second, talk amongst yourself. I'll pull it out. I'll show you this. It looks insane. Have you ever read it, Ben? Have you ever read The Stand? Do you remember? Did you watch? Did you watch it when it was on TV in the nineties? The the no, mid nineties version. No, I, I, when I, when I, yeah, when they I did like a, the, when I saw, it was like a three part or four part TV like, thing that was like two, they were two them. or three hours each but, night. And it had kind of one of those like all star casts where it had like Gary Sinise was in it and Mo- like Molly Ringwald was in it. Like it had kind of a, a who's who of, of characters. And, uh, sort of this one, it actually had, uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg was in it. It had um, uh, Jesus uh, Cyclops or who's Cyclops in uh, Wolverine in in those movies. He's he was in that too. So it was good. It was Sweet, yeah, yeah. I, unfortunately, the um, the book is not as dramatic as I in, as dramatic a condition as I remember it being. <laughs> because it's it was way book, worse. Though, so. it was, it's been it's been it's been stuck. Oh, it's a book, tank. By the way. Yeah. For the, for your yeah. this is the in the, be- yeah, in the beginning, it's like a couple thousand pictures. I've gotten, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. Oh my god, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Much. It's it's some powerful shit. Yeah, it's good. Right on. I mean, That's to check that out. Peace. I was watching um the other day, like everyone's talking about the Sea Spiracy documentary. Um, <laughs> yeah, on, the only on thing Netflix. I saw about that was was somebody saying that they missed the opportunity to call it conspiracy with sea on the end yeah. <laughs> instead of seaspiracy but <laughs> yeah for sure that's that's totally fair it's it well i mean i didn't finish it honestly because i i didn't what's really this about enjoy it i was being a little pretentious asshole watching this movie i'm like this guy fucking sucks because i i don't <laughs> just not to not to get fair. too much in my own ass about like my my personal criticisms when i'm watching documentaries i don't like when the person who's making the documentary becomes like the main character of the documentary. Like, like it's a, you know what I mean? It's like, we're watching We're talking about conspiracy theories. This guy's talking about how he was a college student. And like, I was like, fuck off, man. Like, why are we talking? Why can't we talk about like, like I'm here to talk about, see dolphins get clubbed in the head. Like, why do I need to listen to you talk? But anyways, basically it's about, 
Fair. don't know. It's 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 about the evilness of of the uh, the the fishing industry, and about how yeah. very you know yeah, and and the impact that that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I got fifty. Fishing minutes. has all I know it. is that guy is, seems like a douche. That's as far. as There's I another know. one called I think there's another one called cowspiracy or something like that, where it's the mm. the same idea, but it's the it's the meat <laughs> it's the meat industry. I know they, they didn't really strive too far with the name, but yeah, it's yeah, sure. it's the meat industry. It's so, clearly, yeah, so. absolutely. So I haven't wa- I haven't watched that. I think Paulie, um, when we, we he's going to be coming on a little bit. He's got some documentaries he wants to talk about for sure, but it's more um, music related. It's not there's it's not it's not a play on spiracy. It doesn't it doesn't end in spiracy, unfortunately. <laughs> stuff that he wanted. To talk oh well, about, but, uh, then I don't even want to sure. talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's no. not about disease carrying like anything. It should be. I'm just trying to be out there. Corn spiracy. Why can't you digest it properly? Uh, Here's a question for you. Um, How do you feel about... uh, I I was going to ask the question, I mean, what artist that's no longer with us or band that's no longer with us would you most like to see? Um, But the reason I'm asking is because there's like an artificial intelligence program that they came up with that has created songs that it feels Kurt Cobain and Ermi, uh, sorry, Amy Winehouse would have made. Mm. So it's kind of like a computer's rendition of what Kurt Cobain would have written about and sound like. It's kind of interesting. I don't, it, it, it starts, it starts bordering on like the hologram. Like, would you go see a concert of like an artist that you could like a John Lennon concert, but a hologram or uh, for me, it would be Chris, no. Chris Cornell. Like that's a guy I like now that I listen to him all the time. No. I really wish I could have seen him live. I don't know if I could do like a hologram concert or a, a, an album that was made by a robot that feels it knows what Chris Cornell would have sounded like. I, I just finished uh, pining Fair. of landlines. I, I, I so think my, my hologram the, concert, the, the AI generated like, music thing, is actually quite, something quite low. It's it's been in it's been a big conversation in the music industry for a really long time. Um, I just there's this this website called Jukebox uh, that uses OpenAI, uh, and it's essentially a neural net. They, they, this is on the website. It's a neural net that generates music, including rudimentary singing, as raw audio in a variety of genres and artist artist styles, and it's essentially writing music using a using a machine. Uh, I read I, I can't remember if it was Mark, Malcolm Gladwell or it was um, just another book like some technology book that I was reading, but he was talking about how. Um, the, there, there was an AI computer that was that was fed essentially the entire um, orchestral, like like classical music database, and they they fed it all this information and like like using it to essentially instead of playing a, a, a musical instrument, they're playing an algorithm and they're using the algorithm to compose the music. And there's this guy, this he's a mathematician. And he's got all these musical credits because his mach- this algorithm that he wrote is writing these like masterpiece classical music things. Cool, so crazy shit, man. Like, I remember when people were, you know, people were, people were giving sh- people uh, artists shit for using uh, synthesizers, and now like all they're do- they're doing yeah. math essentially to create like these yeah whammy whammy bar. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's funny. Uh, you, you talk about, you talk about math and I watched, uh, I watched a documentary, not, not, not Moneyball, but, but uh, Billy Bean was in it and he was talking about um, his, his, they asked him what, if you want to be a general manager, he's like, it's a great job. He's like, my first suggestion, go be good at math. I would say for all, for everything, for any kids that are listening to our show, first of all, I apologize. And then secondly, uh, be, be, be good. At, <laughs> yeah. Be, be good at math because math is going to be, uh, for whatever world we're left. And there are tons of them. Um, you know, I mean, a, a knowledge of math might be the only way you can get water you can drink. So I would, uh, <laughs> I would make sure you know your math very well. I wish I knew math better. Now that I say that. Ben, Ben's a good. I also wish my voice was as deep as Ben's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's math. That math. That math's important. <laughs> it's like the most important, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like uh, uh, I think math is is um, hmm. it, it it trains the brain way in an analytical, critical thinking sort of way. But I, I don't think I don't think sure. math I think is a necessity. Yeah. Someone to succeed in life. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Yeah, a rudimentary, a fundamental understanding of it for sure. Yeah, if yeah. you're no. if you're saying like no, I'm just saying that you mean famous, most of those most of those great most of those great jobs. World, the only reason I, I mentioned Billy do. Bean is because of the uh, the importance of analytics in in sports now, like especially in baseball, where it's I mean that's everything. You don't you don't even have to have been right. a professional baseball player to be a general manager now. You can have just be a lawyer and good at math, and you can be you can be a general you can be a general manager. So uh, it's interesting, oh. like you were saying, like this is a guy that's a math. Mathematician. That's a great musician, but he's not. He's just a great mathematician. So it's interesting. That that analytic stuff, though, is ruining sports journalism. I cannot read an article now grading hockey ratings. (laughs) Only two sports I really follow, without you know these these. For stats Every article has a flow now. chart God. attached to it. Just he's a great player, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, There's like yeah. least, every every My every God, article has like two insane. paragraphs dedicated yeah, you, to like breaking down like what like educate first. It's like one paragraph. Like okay, this is the stat. Let me explain to you what this stat even fucking <laughs> means, and then let's look yeah. at the graph and explain. It's like I don't know, man. Like whatever happened to yeah, like, like, heart. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. I play fantasy. Like fantasy. I play. I'm involved in fantasy baseball. I don't play anything. I just screw around on my phone and pick up players. But I, prior 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 to the season, I was listening to a lot of like talk. Like I mean, before my draft, who am I going right. to draft? And all like, and the people that are really into it, they're such pretentious <laughs> douchebags too. Because they're just like it's like these guys that are talking on on serious, and they're like, oh. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? That I'm in this league. It's a keeper league, and this guy picked up him. Like his whip is this, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh. I'm like, you guys are such fucking losers." <laughs> but but I also listen to it all day long, <laughs> and I'm also doing quite well in my league because of it. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, the oh, really? trade trade deadline is come and gone, and I was reading articles on that, and you know, who did what, so on and so forth, and and it, it was like the trade from, 
you know, I was expecting just to read your typical. The breakdown on Taylor Hall was, you know, goals adjusted, wins defensive yeah. percentage. <laughs> Holy Christ! It's a good. Can we not just say it's a good trade? It's over. Did the Leafs, it, it, did the Leafs it, get anybody? Uh, by the way, it's a bit. Much, this, this, Chris, oh, did the Leafs yeah. pick up anybody? Oh, yeah, they did. The Who they get? For sure. Ah, they had. A, they they had a fantastic trade. Day. Foligno from Columbus. Wow. They picked up another goalie, David Riddick from Calgary. Uh, they picked. They picked all in. This, they're all in. Yeah, there's one other they, one too. They picked up one other trade that. Uh, Is is they did it? Nothing. They did it without giving up. They gave up a first Polino, yeah. but they and didn't give up any of their and, prospects, and, and, and they didn't give up any roster players. They had a great the draft because you can't watch any of these players. So it's like the draft picks these this year like are way they mean a lot less because you can't re- like the, you can't none of them are playing right. So it's really yeah. much more of a crapshoot. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, we'll see. Wow. I'm, ex- I'm excited. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So they I get cable. Jesus. Yeah. True. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it was the trade deadline was good. I didn't really care though all that much, honestly. Like, I, it's it's kind of, I was kind of like Ben is just with hockey in general. I just kind of like came and went. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't really. Uh, I was working and I wasn't about to sit through twelve hours worth of uh, trade coverage on TSN. You know what I mean? I- uh, the NHL <laughs> trade deadline is one of the biggest non-events on the sports calendar. Question. And this year, most of the, with the exception of one big block at the very end of the day between Washington and Detroit, most the Leafs trade, the Bruins trade for Taylor Hall were all made the day before the yeah, deadline. Sure. So it was, so it, was is, so uh, it was just a bunch of piles. I was going to say, is Paulie, is Paulie coming in soon? Yeah, yeah. I had, <laughs> I just had one more, th- one more thing. I just happened to see an article, and I was trying to be all Mister Fucking Funny, and uh, I saw an article about how uh, BMW had recalled a bunch of cars, and I didn't even look at the article. I just went into the comment section, and I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe it's because the signal didn't work. And then I fucking scrolled down, and there must have been a thousand people that had the exact same comment. Oh yeah, probably recall because the signal doesn't work. And then one person said it's because the uh, the the driver's side vanity mirrors were too small. <laughs> so, it was a collection of asshole comments about BMWs. <laughs> there was there was an article. There was when I was still working on the air. There was a study that came out. Well recognized organization for drivers, whoever it was, and the question was. Um, if somebody drives like a douchebag, they're most of a, and I mean, you know, all makes of MW was 47%, almost yeah. half of the respondents out of like, how many are there? Almost half people. Yeah. Lexus, like Lexus and Acura would be on that list to be up there. <laughs> I actually, I actually heard that, that, that driving. Damn it! Yeah, okay, driving a BMW, driving a Mercedes, Fine. like people, as a driver, people treat you like shit when you're driving on the road. 
Like in general, people like like that whole reputation of BMWs is almost like yeah. a self fulfilling thing because what ends up happening is people like if you're getting if like like I think I was reading it on Reddit or something like if you if you're driving a BMW on the highway like odds are you're gonna get cut off like four times just like because you're driving a BMW or if you're driving a nice car like people ride your ass and then they drive way more aggressively around you it's it's a really interesting phenomenon and so it's like yeah. it's not as you know. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Tom Wilson on the Capitals there because you've been an asshole for so long. Doesn't matter what you do now, you're probably going to get suspended if you do yeah, it. Yeah. So. <laughs> you have a reputation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> True. <Wouldn't matter. laughs> True. Tom Wilson could cover the operating so costs still got a little of bit an orphanage for ten years. Um, we'll get cool. suspended I, for it at this point. Wouldn't matter. I'm at. We're, is that this weird? So the, the the weather's getting a little bit warmer now. Obviously, um, getting a little bit of rain. Finally, ben's excited to get just just crazy <sighs> crazy amounts of sun. I'm a little bummed out because it's it's the we're, this is probably the last week of the track pants season. I w- you'd have to say right. Like it's starting to get it's starting to get. <laughs> There, there was no first week. Can you just can you just can you just no roll them up week. when it gets a little warm, they or wear cutoff ones? Even better. That's the question. So this is this is my this is, Ben's this is fucking offended. Was, this this is what this is what was bothering me all day, and I and I don't know. So okay, what is the summer equivalent to track pants? Like what is what do you? There's no transition from track pants into something just as comfortable like the i the closest thing i came to the closest thing i i thought about was like basketball shorts maybe like like maybe basketball shorts but i don't have basketball shorts like i you know yeah. I just oh i got one i got ben ben you, yeah benny you'll probably remember these mod robes remember mod robes are like uh doctor's pants they're like uh like scrubs like scrub pants <laughs> Like it's like a, it's like a light track pant. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. We're starting to break See, down no, Benny can, here. I can, I can go Pretty soon you're gonna have a pair of pants. thick roots pants. <laughs> but uh, the sweat, the sweat or Adidas pants. with the, the stripe and everything. Sure. There's something about <laughs> tearaways. No. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if the fellas have those as much as the ladies do, but I don't see very many guys wearing like pink across their ass <laughs> yeah it's uh you know it's 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 a little it, i don't know i don't know that they come in men's sizes to be honest but they probably look they look pretty comfortable yeah they have like a thicker a thicker short like sweat shorts it's a little, a little, a little sweaty Swartz? on the newts, though, isn't it? That's what I Fuck. mean. It's not perfect. It's not a perfect solution. Swartz. Yeah. Just know. straight in. You just got to go straight into shorts, I'm man. I'm lost. I'm. I'm... <laughs> I have a perfect solution. No, I can't. I got it. it. You do solution. the transition yeah, like this. Because right now, when you go out, you probably Gasoline rock like sweatpants I mean, and running shoes and like shorts or whatever. I don't really. Yeah. But what I'm saying, or, or like, or socks. But what, when it starts getting warmer out, then you just got to do the the track pants with flip flops, mm. and you do that from like May through halfway of June, and then once you're like June 15th, then you can just 
shed the uh, track pant and just go flip flop and cargo shorts. So you. S- <laughs> I was gonna say so. You, so so it's, I I like the approach. You why, why not? Track why not? But sorry, go ahead, other Chris. things that you modify. So maybe you yeah, because you got to cool off your feet and shit. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Why not, why not f- switch out the f- Crocs and just go for broke with socks on too. Sweat keep the keep the socks. Crocs. If you're wearing Crocs, they won't you even socks. let you into a bingo. <laughs> That's what it is. Crocs you go full. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh yeah. Oh, keep sure. And make sure they're not like just rocks. Make sure they're our guy. With the with the younger kids nowadays, like it's super, I'm sure of it. Super popular. It's weird. Short shorts. Like, yeah. Uh, like we're talking like like the um like the the old school basketball shorts. Like yeah, like 1970s shorts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are coming back. <laughs> Crocs and socks, Mickey Mouse hoodies, like is like a thing. It's very odd. I don't. I don't understand. It's all vintage. It's like stuff that. Well, it's sad. It's sad as I. It is for me to say this. It's like vintagey stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like start starter jackets are probably going to come back. Like the pullover starter jackets that everybody had when I was in grade eight. Uh, you know, what I mean, everyone when everyone was an L.A. Raiders fan, <laughs> all of a sudden yeah, for that exactly. one summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I had one. I had. I think I had the Dolphins one because Dolphins were pretty popular. Yeah, too. what was that? Like the early nineties or something? I didn't. I was never into football, so I could never pull. I always wanted one. Neither was I. I. Always felt like <laughs> I was into looking um, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> My mom, uh, my mom lived in the states uh, when I was when I was uh, younger, and my parents were divorced. So my mom always bought me lots of nice stuff. <laughs> A, she lived in the states, and B, because my parents were separated, and uh, so I always had like the best. Like I had the Reebok pumps and the fucking Ewings and all these ridiculous shoes that came out. So, yeah. yeah. They're still divorced. Yeah, they are Your still divorced. Your parents were divorced? <laughs> they used to be divorced. They're still yeah, divorced. Yeah, like they used yeah, to be divorced. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah, no. Well, no, because, I mean, Amanda, Amanda and I split for three, which mm. makes no sense to me. So it's just, it's our 20th anniversary. I highly recommend it for a successful marriage. Take a break from each other. A thousand day gap. And like, just get the fuck out of each other's lives for. Take a rest and go, oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you go, you know, that wasn't so bad. And things have been good ever since. Three, would you say three years like is it. the appropriate amount of time? Or would you do, like, there's, would you say more or less or what? There's my marriage. Like two to three. Two to three, yeah, two to three years. Huh. I'll, I'll, two, two to, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, because one, two to three years was good. Because yeah, one year you really didn't. That's like going, that's like going to Canada's Wonderland for an hour. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't, it's like one ride. You didn't even you get on all the rides. Yeah. No. Pretty much. You have some pizza. You go on the yeah, beach. You feel behemoth. sick, and off you go. Like that's yeah. fucking terrible. <laughs> the big <laughs> the back home. <laughs> oh uh, my god! That is, oh yeah. shit! Who knows? Who knows? You, you, you might you might have something there. Two two and a half years, maybe. Yeah. I'll ask. Uh, 
Yeah. I'm telling you. I'll ask Sam. It might not be good with the kids at their age that they're at right now. Like, it's just not convenient right now. Like, the kids are only three and shit. I'll come back when when she's uh, eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with I'm not I'm good with way, four yeah. year olds. So I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm causing more yeah. problems than I'm helping, so I should just take off for a bit. No, yeah, take a, a little titch. break. Oh, man. It's like the, the Jays are starting to get good too. I'd really like to you know participate in that a little bit. So I think it's for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I got screwed on a. Uh, I, I bought the MLB. Well, I didn't buy it. I got the the one week free trial of the MLB app and uh, it's it's great like you can watch games from all across like you just took, 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 took all the way across you can watch any game that's on but uh, I even wrote it on my calendar April 12th don't forget to cancel it because it's $37 a month so I was like I had it on the calendar Fuck it. I canceled it in time I saw the pending payment show up on my visa and I was like oh cool that's all just right. pending that'll go away yeah it didn't go away I I don't know if I missed. I don't know if it was Western time or something, but fuck, I missed it. So now I get another month of it. <laughs> I had, I've had a couple, couple of those. <laughs> it was one of those sort of deceiving things. You'll get, you'll get it for this much a month subscription. So I tried the free oh, they subscription. Gotcha. I forgot to unsubscribe, um, and while they. Yeah. To this this much per month, they charge it annually. <laughs> Paid for the entire year, and yeah. I match.com. Was that it? It was, I don't know. It was yeah, like that, eighty that bucks. Right? God damn it! Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I mean, I used it when I was single, right? And then yeah. Years ago, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I, yeah, it was pretty common, right? So I was going on there. That I didn't terrifies really, me. I didn't really. When use were you it. on? It's, really? it's a terrifying place. You're right to be terrified. Oh fuck! I'd but, be bad at internet dating. <laughs> I know it. I'd be horrible. I'm at not that good shit. either, man. I'm not like tall. You know, it, 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 there's a very, there's a very specific subset. Seriously, there's a very. Specific oh look! Subset. Though now I am. <laughs> now I'm not. Now I am. Now I'm not. Yeah, yeah. chicks, man. They can tell from a picture. They can tell if you're fake and being tall trust me there's there's no point oh. in trying, you know what i mean like you stand next to like you'll 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 be next to a pencil on the desk and they'll use that to scale and do the cal- fucking cal- oh, the ref- within 30 seconds it's impossible <laughs> you need to do like forced perspective stuff yeah yeah like, literally yeah. like have your friends stand behind you so that you <laughs> look taller i like it yeah but um yeah they, they got it's like it. from elf <laughs> Yeah, I'm five, yeah, I think that's me. You're not. Sh- Average guy is For what sure. five yeah. foot I'm nine, five, I think. Like, is I'm not sure. I'm height in North America. It's five five foot nine. Tom it's, Cruise it's is short. That guy's like five foot two. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving life right now. I work with an Italian guy and a Brazilian. <laughs> Italian guy is. I, I don't even know if he's five feet tall. I Paulie out looks like he got fucking like, abducted. Doing the show. That's great. Are <laughs> you okay? I am Holy the- shit! Who's holding you? <laughs> I, I am. Holly, where are you? Can you hear me? Hold on a second. 
For sure, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, are you okay though? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm in the, I'm in the basement. I'm kind of in the basement in the storage room yeah. part here. And I normally do, I normally do it from uh, the other part here, but I've got guests upstairs. We're having kind of like a two-day celebration for my wife. Nice. And and we're doing uh we're doing a special taco night upstairs and I said, "I listen, I have to do this. I'm really really oh. sorry." So Taco night. Well, you know, here's the deal is that down here in Niagara there's a great winery and this is an advertisement and i'm not uh, unashamedly going to do it um uh wednesday thursday friday saturday they have a uh, it's trius winery and you phone in and you pick up your stuff and you take it home and you prepare it at home so one time i did this and you prepare a steak in a in a in a um in a black frying pan and a cast iron frying pan with all the mixings and all the rest. It's un- it's almost as good as having it in the restaurant and it's really cheap. So uh, this week it's been music themed. Last night, I wish I could have done it. It was born to run night with prime rib, with prime rib burgers and all amazing stuff oh. you never would have, right? So tonight it's tacos. So everything from falafel tacos to uh, deep fried salmon to shrimp, then pulled pork, uh, uh, all kinds of stuff. That, you know, not, nice. no, no ground beef in this one, you know. So it's really, <laughs> really great. So upstairs, they're having some birthday cake, and I'm here with you guys. Yeah. So I figured <laughs> down in the basement, they're all feeding because, you under the door. Because I'm so freaking loud when I when I do this show with you guys. Like I, and we used to do this in the morning. I used to wake my wife up. So I figured I got to go into an area that I can like, close it all up. So. No, if I take this in, I take a look at my CDs are in the back and a couple oh. of records. Oh, oh, yeah. so an, ex- an extension of the old place on the other side here. So <laughs> nice, nice. Cool. Holy. So uh, it's COVID times, and it looks like you know the way things we're going to be locked down for a while. So I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of stuff that deals there's a lot of documentaries and biopics that deal with women in music it's kind of like a a walk down legends row if you will because we're talking about stuff that's you know early rock and roll to pre-rock and roll so i'm going to start with the new documentary on tina turner that's out it's simply called tina and you know, she uh, she is. She, some people say is she is the woman that taught Mick Jagger how to dance. Although I say Mick Jagger learned how to dance by watching James Brown, but we'll just let that one go. The story of uh, Tina Turner. She she and her husband Ike Turner were big in the 1960s. You know, Proud Mary and River Deep Mountain High and all that kind of stuff. But away from the stage, her husband Ike was a really controlling SOB and and did not treat her well. There came to a point in time that she had to leave and start her own career. And that is the what's love got to do with and stuff like that. So this documentary tracks you all the way through it. One of the underlying stories is that that time with her husband, Ike, was so bad that she didn't want to talk about it. But every time she go to an interview, it says, oh, you know, your, your husband, Ike, I mean, he, you know, he wrote what is some people think is the greatest the first rock and roll song ever you know rocket 88 and she says i want to talk about it because in time i talk about ike like that was a painful time in my life so she got to a certain point they said it seemed that every reporter wanted to you know wanted to talk about her relationship with ike 
So she says, I'm going to get the, get this off my back. She does an interview with Kurt Loder, who writes a book called I, Tina. And she fears with the book, with all the dirty stories and all the rest, I could put that chapter behind me. <laughs> then, in spite of all that, it still comes up. In spite of that, she still has a movie done about her life. And sure enough, it turns up the bad stories about her getting beaten and all the rotten times with Ike Turner. Then there is a Broadway play. And now there is a new documentary. And although she says, I really find that part of my life very painful and hard to live through and all the rest, she's still allowing the editors to jump into that into the pool for it incredible it's still pretty compelling but it's kind of a blue thing by the way you know where you're talking about the rock and roll hall of fame shows ago uh and that there are certain artists that are up there for nominations into the rock and roll hall of fame last time i checked she was second in line behind uh foodie foodie what's his name his name flew out of my mind yeah the the foo fighters are in that list and a whole bunch of others so you're sitting on so if you're sitting on the couch and again you want to look back to the things that kind of led up to rock and roll there's another series called aretha this one on the national geographic channel which is kind of interesting so and you say what does national geographic have to do with aretha franklin and music documentaries well i don't really care it's just as long as they do it right you know and the aretha pardon me aretha is played by cynthia arrivo you may know her she's a broadway musical actress she's been in a couple of movies she's got an amazing voice and this one is hit and miss but there are a couple of scenes that really kind of kind of hit it out of the park and they're the studio scenes i'm not sure if you know the scene her story is that she kind of did these gospel records and these wishy-washy middle-of-the-road records in her career but she got signed to atlantic records the same label that used to have people like ray charles on it and she they booked a session for her at a studio down in alabama called muscle shoals and if you know your rock history like this is a this is a big studio you know if you look at the like abbey road represents the Beatles and a lot of other great music Muscle Shoals is right there in the heart of 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 Alabama and it's where soul music is in the walls she walks into this studio and expect, expecting a bunch of black musicians instead there are a bunch of white teenage boys in there and she says like what's going on here like this is what you want me to do you keep brought me all the way down from from Detroit and New York City to this studio to play with a bunch of Hicks and she says no these are some of the finest musicians in the business so it is a great scene to watch it's actually legendary this session because she records a song I never loved a man the way that I love you it is definitely worth watching there's another great scene that just was on last week of them in the studio recording a song called rock steady which came out in 1971 and yeah I'm just like freaking jamming on the couch like man this is freaking great and it's not Aretha it's Cynthia Arrivio and this group of studio musicians I've never seen Anyways, uh, that's one to check out. There's a movie that's out there. I'm not sure if this is up for an Oscar, but it's The United States versus Billie Holiday. Great jazz singer from mid-1940s and 50s and all the rest. And it's called uh, The United States versus Billie Holiday because there was a guy in the FBI, uh, FBI that wanted to run her to, into jail. Billie Holiday was hooked on drugs, especially heroin. And they would do everything they could to sort of get this woman into jail because she was a bit of a threat. 
There were a lot of homeboys. There's a lot of racism in the business. She was black and she was singing this song called Strange Fruit, which seemed to get a lot of people their 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 you know got their shorts and, and knots about it. You know, NWA had that song that got the police all upset. Think of it the same kind of way. It's really great. The, it, the performances are great. The story is just okay. And finally, in our my women in music thing, which is kind of like a, leg, a look back at all the great legends that inform all the great music that we listen to, is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Now, Ma Rainey, who is Ma Rainey? Well, they called her the mother of the blues. And we don't, when we think of the blues, we don't really think of women performing, but there were a lot of them. There's another one that you may have, you may confuse her with, which is Bessie Smith, who they used to call the Empress of the Blues. Anyways, she, she was a, she was a singer that bridged vaudeville with blues and informs all the great blues, female blues singers that are going on right now. Viola Davis, Viola Davis plays Ma Rainey in this movie. But you know what? The best part of the movie is it's not really about the music. It's more about the attitude that she brings to it. But I think the Oscar winning performance in it is Chadwick Boseman. And Chadwick Boseman, who has passed away right now, puts in a performance as one of her sidemen who is, you know, wanting to he doesn't want to play he doesn't want to play music blues music conventionally he wants to change the scene and he is not comfortable with merely being an accompanist he wants he wants to step out in solo during some of these blue routines blues routines and ma rainey is slapping him down through the whole thing but he puts on an incredible unforgettable performance which is one of those things when you're watching film when you see an actor almost inhabit a character and it comes off the screen like that to you that's what chad mcboseman does in this thing there are two great scenes that he has and, and that's leading us into oscar season he is a shoe in to win he's won every award i think so far for best actor screen actors guild and the Go golden globes i think he's got them both and it's likely that he'll win on oscar night which is what weekend after next yeah it's a no-brainer that he wins i don't know if anybody's seen that ma rainey ma rainey's black bottom is based on a play i think um and yes it, and it um uh, it's a little odd to watch on screen because it's it's it is a play and they don't really hide that so it's very like stationary it's in one room stuff like the di it's very dialogue heavy and stuff Chadwick Boseman you know you're used to seeing him as Black Panther like you, you if if you if you watch this I mean he's in other stuff as well but this it this performance it's it's not the it's it's not the the Chadwick Boseman that you're used to seeing it's so transformative and like raw it's it's incredible he's, he's definitely a shooter i mean even if he didn't pass away that he unfortunately did even if he didn't pass away he'd still win it's one of the best one of the best acting yeah the way the, the way you're describing it like i haven't i haven't seen it but the way you're describing it is very heath ledger-esque you know what i mean heath ledger right. obviously it's a joker where he totally like he owned the shit out of that character and he was obviously it was it was a posthumous uh posthumous thing mm -hmm. so yeah uh, it, it's exactly that you know 
Yeah, it's exactly that. And it's unfortunate, too, is that these guys aren't allowed to accept all the praise that they're getting for these performances. And, of course, if you know the Bozeman story is that this was the last picture that he did. And he never told anybody on set that he was suffering from cancer at the time. And he died shortly after it was finished. So that is uh, one thing to kind of keep in mind with it. But, boy, it is real. And by the way, it is a good music movie as well, too. The studio mm -hmm. scenes are, are pretty great. Viola Davis who's up for an Oscar nomination as well too you know puts on this pounds of makeup and a fat suit and uh, you know they're recording in a studio and it's like a hundred degrees in there and you feel it when they're doing this session so that's a fun movie to watch for sure uh, oh, oh boy you know because the, everything I just said about Bozeman uh, <laughs> and the way he imbues himself into his characters the same way, the way that Joaquin Phoenix did the same. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he goes all in for all his characters. Absolutely. Joaquin Phoenix is a cash. fantastic actor. I, I think you got to, uh, I think you got to oh, treat fuck. him separately. I think you got to, I think, I think <laughs> they're two different types of movies. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like the Heath Ledger movie was a comic book movie in that line this one uh, the the joaquin phoenix joker borrows parts from it but it's basically i'm losing the words here it's taxi driver yes it's a deviant living in society yeah i'd throw jack nicholson into that same argument who is who because like, he played he played the cartoon version of the joker and then heath ledger played like the graphic novel version of the joker and then joaquin phoenix played the joker that lives next door to your house so they all <laughs> kind of played like a different iteration of that same character so yeah right i would, I would pick i would pick joaquin phoenix and it's a it's a it's a thin. Oh really? Yeah. I would pick uh, Heath Ledger. I, I I'd pick Joaquin Phoenix, and it's it's tough because right. they're both so amazing. It's kind of silly to just yeah. hairs on that. But I think just how central a role that well, like Joaquin carried that movie himself, whereas like you know Heath Ledger. Well, yeah, was like it was great. it was called Joker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like every scene was yeah. surrounding like this whole thing from start to finish. Whereas the other one, I mean, you got fucking christian bale is batman you know what i mean that's half the movie yeah. there you know what i mean you can sneak in with some crazy joker scenes and sneak out joaquin phoenix didn't really have anywhere to hide it was all him so that's i'd give him the tip for that the, the one thing about all the batman or even all the the villains and all the comic book series is that the joker represented a character that was more it was just a real guy who was very clever as opposed to some supernatural being with superpowers or eight appendages or he was created in a lab or he got bit by a spider or something like that the joker was a guy who was pissed off and it's and so yeah. what those two actors did for that role was create something larger than life i don't think we'd ever seen a villain in any superhero movie that was like keith ledger when he did that role it was unbelievable scared the crap out of me it i actually felt what true evil was when heath ledger was on the screen creating that character yeah even though some of the things that he was devising to blow people up on boats and stuff like that was very comic book uh, nonetheless, I thought he, yeah, he put, he, he added an edge to it that I think the other villains in the Batman, Superman, DC, Marvel series don't bring to you. So, so do you guys think, uh, do you guys think Batman's going to win this year? <laughs> 
<laughs> to, to my recollection, <laughs> best picture for sure. Action: <laughs> The Joker is one of two characters that have been played by two different people. Mm. Have won an Academy yeah. Award for their oh, turn Jim Carrey as played that him, character, did he not? and I can't remember who Jim the Carrey other played one him, is. didn't he? Joker, Joker is one Riddler. of them. Um, he was a Riddler. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? Riddler, that's right. uh, who played him in the Who played him in the other one with the uh, Jared Leto? Jared Leto played the Joker as well. Yeah. That's right, emo Joker. Yeah, that's right. And and he looks. I mean, I said, did you guys watch the Zack Snyder cut at all? <laughs> emo no, I didn't. Joker. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> you watch Zack. I thought I saw it was like three and a half, four hours or something. I'm like, man, like I wish I had that. Much it's time, you know? freaking great. It's good, great. Man. Yeah, it is great. And uh, Jared Leto shows up at the end as Joker, and it just it promises to again open up the, the Joker to yet another interpretation. You know, think of it as a great song, and everybody's singing it a little bit differently. Yet it's still a great song in the middle of it all. I think yeah. it's maybe one way to take a look at the whole thing. So mm, cool. Yeah, I have a hard time. Jared Leto, I I'm not a fan of Jared Leto. It's it's hard for me to. He just he just seems like, you know, if you were doing if you were doing if you were doing like an international if you were doing an international douche draft a douchebag draft he would be in he would be picked in the first round for sure. Like if it would be him. Chad Kroger, probably, I don't know who Tom Hanks' son, Chad, Chad Hanks, he's, he's got to go in the first, he's going in the top three for sure. And it's not Good the, it's Lord. Not the, <laughs> Poor Tom Hanks. Speaking of the Oscars, a guy that just wins every time he gets nominated. What happened? He just His, his son is not going to get nominated for an Oscar anytime soon or an MTV Music Award or a Grammy. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I already know our next, yeah. our next um, I just, Mount Rushmore. It's, it's, a, it's faces, faces carved into the side of a mountain made of soap. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is a lot of the guys that we've had pro- probably previously so, on our actual Mount Rushmore's might find their way onto our douchebag Mount Rushmore as well. Because well, we've, we've, we've had some front men on there that, that probably could be on there. So Yeah. <laughs> Axel Rose for sure, man. Short shorts. You don't have the cut. you need you need to to wear those for any man, grown man to wear short shorts like that. You need the confidence of a douchebag. You need douchebag confidence to be able to pull that off and actually pull it off. Douchebag confidence. It's true. There's just a level of just like a lack of yeah. It's like a lack of. Not, I, don't, I don't know. I wish I had that confidence. I'll be it's honest. the ability to wear your hat like this and not care. Like you just wear it like this and you're just like, whatever. Like, <laughs> this is the way I wear my fucking hat. You guys don't like it. <laughs> no, I, I am going to be the one. I'm going to be the one guy who's going to, who's going, who's going to vote for, for Jared Leto only because I got to meet him as lead singer of 30 seconds to Mars when they were first oh, starting cool. out. And I thought he was a real genuine guy. And you know, he's, he's not your typical extrovert. He doesn't, he doesn't, the suit doesn't fit him in the role of being joker i think that's part of the whole thing but whatever he was good in requiem for a dream i don't know if you guys have ever seen requiem yeah. for a dream but he's he's good in that movie for sure <laughs> yeah i don't know i it's just it's distracting to me it's hard like you, the only the only actor that actually has been able it's you know how we've had this conversation i think before it's like 
can somebody's personality, can somebody's history, like, can you, can you take, can you appreciate their art form without thinking about who they are as a person, right? Right. And it's hard sometimes to do that. And for acting specifically for me personally, it's really hard for me Mm. to get over that with the exception of act Tom Cruise, for some reason, like, I was going to say, what about Tom Cruise? He's great on, he's great on film. He's one of the best. He's the best. He's great. <laughs> no, she 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 hates the whole thing. She says, you know, when Tom oh, Cruise is on screen, actor, he's playing he... Tom Cruise in every movie. You know, he just <laughs> yeah, he can't play somebody but else. He nails it That's every true. time. He nails it. <laughs> you know. One... <laughs> but 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 hang 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 on. <laughs> turn his hair. I always felt that way about Tom supposed to have his own movie, eh? They were supposed to make that. Was uh, awesome. He's going to have his own movie. That spinoff character. Oh man! <laughs> From that. <laughs> yeah, everything you know, he yeah. should have. When he came up with Mission Impossible, great, I man. I wanted fantastic. it to be so bad, and I went, "Damn, oh, they fantastic. nailed it! Oh. They nailed it!" Yeah, the you first know. one, yeah, but after that, they've been just fantastic. So, can I ask? Can I ask you a question, Polly? You've, mm. uh, I mean, you've you've interviewed lots of people, and you've, I mean, you've you've heard lots of different voices throughout the years. Does Ben's <laughs> voice sound any different to you today, or is it? No, just, just normal, little, normal just, just talks a little talks a little slower you know just a little slower no no it's 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 kind of funny i'm actually i'm actually sur- i am well you know as we get older we don't we're not as hyper you know we're not, we're not right slower. on top of it you know okay. no but listen, um, care, listen I, carefully to his voice <laughs> like, listen, can you say right. like like uh, row 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 your boat can you sing row 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 your boat real quick these, for us these guys <laughs> These guys, Polly. These guys are insisting in their headphones. I say today, like no, like James, I don't know why you would think that. I, I sound. I'm sure you, you don't sound like James Earl Jones or Barry Wade. Wow. Back in a minute. Simba, I'm not Simba. You are my son. Thank you. Damn. No, no. That's, 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 that's but you weird. are. And that's all that matters. For sure. I mean, it'd be interesting. He's not here. Right now. It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. I'm not hearing anything. I... Oh, for no, sure. Um, yeah. No kidding. I, think, oh, no. I would. I, 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 I didn't think we were going to get much? into our past, but uh, I, the uh, our 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 station uh, ninety seven seven is coming up to its thirty fifth anniversary, and uh, they've asked me to dig through to find some stuff, and I came across uh, something that uh, Ben and I did together, where Ben tried to break the world's record for the longest DJ shift. Are you guys aware of this one? No, and, no, uh, no. I, uh, oh, oh, so it's called it was called Rock Till You Drop, and I, how long was it? It was like. How long is it supposed to be? Oh my god! Right. Uh, well, the the oh record was a hundred. <laughs> uh, I made I made it to six <laughs> six six great hours on the air, and Every the rules song. were the you you eat. Oh, 
their songs. So, in other words, like you, you had to talk either into or out of every, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and no song could be longer than six minutes. So you were literally on yeah. the air. There were like thirty minute sweeps. You couldn't put on yeah. of Dark Side of the Moon and did walk away. Like you had to be. It? Like did you have like, yeah. for like the whole a cooler thing. full of yeah. Gatorade? Or something. That's back like, when you could smoke. That's back when you could smoke inside. No, uh, it was good. just. <laughs> oh, no. you couldn't smoke. <laughs> Jesus. This, no, you you could you could you couldn't do that either. Oh, no, and this is this is. Yeah. This is prior yeah, to Red Bull and all that stuff. He got up by... from his chair and he literally, we did, by the oh, way, we, this, we did yeah. this in public in a shopping mall. We did it at the Penn Center in St. Catharines in the, in, the, in the middle of the food court. So there's there are dozens of not, hundreds of people watching Penn Ben Center, go through yeah. this. They were live, broadcasting live from the Penn Center. And then uh, the breaking point was that Ben got up and ran down to the other end of the mall like he was a madman. He was out of his mind when he was doing it and he didn't make it back for the next record so that was the end of the world's record I, yeah, I sent an ambulance in to take a moment to make sure he's going to be okay even though the doctors already told me that all he's going to do when he goes home is have a real deep sleep and he'll be fine in 12 hours so ben goes home we uh, we continue the food we continue the fundraiser that was kind of like the backbone of this whole thing and then yeah. ben calls me about four hours later he says why did you pull me off the air i said Dude, you are running around like a maniac, like a wild man. I said, we are all worried for your – because in the last hour, Ben was just talking gibberish. You know, he just didn't know what's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> there are people there saying – people are there yeah. going, Ben, ZZ Top, sharp dressed man. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. He was losing it. <laughs> the last okay. song I played – it was welcome to my nightmare <laughs> and i introduced it on on the air i said welcome to my air <laughs> and i got out of my chair I, I it was like Forrest Gump. I just started running, yeah, so the, and I collapsed. I, I collapsed to the floor. Oh what happened God. to Ben? And, and the next thing I knew, I was on a gurney. Social media. So you know, Ben is going to the uh, hospital. We hope he's okay. And then we knew so it. Funny. We knew. We knew that we still could do this. So we did uh, the fundraiser part two. Ben came back, broadcast from the Penn Center with some sleep, and we raised a shitload of money because of the whole thing. And then we got, then we gave Ben and Amanda a brand new bed. Yep. <laughs> I phoned up Sleep oh. Country or one of those, and I said, "Hey, can you get us a bed? Like this guy just broke his neck uh, trying to raise money for the United Way." <laughs> it was, it was fun and hilarious, and and awesome. I tell you, he, he re Ben really did an amazing job. <laughs> so you're saying you you it found something? Like you were you were So what I have is. A, so we had a thing. We had these bills that we had posted right. all over town and through at the mall. It said, you know, hits FM, rock till you drop. And I've got it around here somewhere. And it's one of the very few things that I have. Old picks and stuff like that are really hard to come by. But it was it was for me a highlight of uh, of, ben, yeah. of of Ben's career there when he was doing the morning show. At least I mean, Ben did a million things, but that one was. You know, that one was going through town. We broke the record for United Way raising money doing that whole thing. And it was it was a lot of fun just doing the whole thing, you know. 
I would. My biggest, my biggest concern was that Ben wasn't going to die. That was my, <laughs> please don't die on me, dude. That was it my was. first PD was, uh, Don't was. die on me. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I re- I remember the whole downward slide okay. so vividly. Hey Ben, it, it, and it was just by you the end like of it. White. I, I didn't. I, I had no idea where I was. <laughs> yeah. I, I really. Yeah, didn't. don't worry. He's healthy now, and he's got a super yeah, deep voice, yeah. so he's all good, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What a great story. Hey, <laughs> that 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 was it. Was something else? I will it, find it that. Really, and I will send it uh, to it was, all it of you another experience. time, or maybe on the next show. Rock till you drop. That, that was awesome. fun. I'd love. I'd love to hear audio. From uh, that. I think that's a good. I think that's a good way to close it out today. Was there anything else you guys wanted to cover, or before before we wrap up for the week, or what? No, that's great. Ben, you want to go another sixty-two hours, or what? Yeah, no. no I, I, I was going to say I, uh, right. we, were, we were talking about Oscars and stuff like that, and I've been looking at all these these nine movies that are up for Never things, again. and they're all freaking depressing. I think what I really miss, and I and I love the fact that Chris, you love Back to the Future, and that is a no, that's this a, guy. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. Mark. I'm sorry, yeah. Mark. It, you know what? It's it's there's no fun at the movies anymore i said where is where are pictures like that like where are pictures that are fun family oriented stuff you don't get them blockbusters what's a blockbuster now is it mank i don't think so you know i'm looking for that popcorn movie that actually has some substance to it that you can laugh at and you can tell your friends about again and again and again and it's been a long time and when those movies come out the oscars never recognize them they always win in the they always win in the technical categories and i'm looking yeah. for movies that go beyond beyond the dc marvel experience which seem to really dominate the middle of the road fair you know they're great don't get me wrong i I know them all and i love them all but where is the imagination that used to be in the form of movies like et and back to the future and you know top gun's coming out this summer thank god we need that kind of escapist kind of we need that kind of a movie right now you know and and ones that have an edge to them but they don't have to be super violent or super sexual that they're actually you could take your kids to and laugh about you know so i'm looking forward to that kind of movie because these days i can count on these super serious Mm -hmm. movies which are still very good and i watched minari today and it's a snoozer it's a good picture but tomorrow i'm not going to give it i'm not going to talk about it you know it's a good movie but it's one of those that's what i call call those it's one of those (laughs) you know but a korean family that moves to arkansas and has a number of familiar issues in their family and a failed growing season blah you know it's like oh all right yeah but i need something that's just gonna make me (laughs) make make me laugh make my screen explode make me hold onto my chair make me eat two bowls of popcorn instead of one you know you're breaking my heart about minari though there buddy because i i so yesterday we're like what do we want to watch and uh we put on uh we're gonna we've been thinking about watching mank Right. So we were going to watch Mank and I said to Bree, I'm like, I don't know. Like Paulie told me that he watched it and it was really boring. 
because we were having like our little <laughs> yeah. chat about it a couple days ago. And uh, and we're like, all right, let's give it a try. We lasted 10 minutes. We're like, nah, he's right. 10 minutes? <laughs> oh, 10 minutes? Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> you just, didn't give yeah. it a chance. No, because you can't. You can't. Like, no. and, and then, and then Minari, minutes. Minari's, Minari's the other one. Well, you got to watch the first 10 minutes and tell me if you're like. They're still showing you who the executive producer was in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, yeah, no, and Minari was the other one on my list that I wanted to watch too. And you're saying it sucks too, so. I, I, <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. Oh, no, it's good. It's, but it's not like I think two years from now. It's gonna, uh, the, the best film, the best, most recent movie experience that I had was that other one. Um, the other one that was in Korea where they Parasite. kill everybody in the house. Parasite was unbelievable. Yeah. That's where I walked out there. Go, holy fuck. Parasite. Holy well, that's a good movie. Shit. I haven't seen it. That's a good one. And, and it's one of those ones you say to Amy. I said, you have to go see this yeah. movie. And oh, you can't okay, tell cool. it. You can't, you can't tell anybody how it goes because you have cool. to live through the whole thing. Oh, the ending is just the best. Yeah. You know, oh, I, might, like, and, I might watch that tonight then. Cool. I might should, watch that tonight. Man, oh, it's yeah. Incredible. Parasite. Don't let, don't let the subtitles bother nah. you. It's it's Go like for that, it. It's like, Go all in. It's like that. I mean, it's not anywhere close to the same amount of movie, but it's like I remember leaving the theater after watching The Matrix. I was just like, oh, my God. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean? It's just like I've yeah. never seen anything like this before, and I can't believe it never existed before. It's a powerful I did film. that in the middle the middle of the second Matrix. I was just like – I said to my buddy, I'm like, this is the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen. The, high, <laughs> the, highway, the highway scene where the guy's like – the cars are flipping over and slow. Yeah. I'm just like, this is – this is fucking unreal. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> can go on, on and on right about now. movies. Mulholland Drive is the other one that that is really tough to watch. It's interesting to watch Mulholland Drive That's where there are two storylines going on, one in color, one in black and white. I think the black and white one is your – it starts the scene and mm-hmm. it's at the end of the story. The color is in the – the beginning of the story uh, mem- and then you switch back like and forth. That as well. yeah. Memento. That's an event. Memento. That's yeah, a number Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. That's a good one. Right, you can actually know. watch that movie in chronological order if you really wanted to as well. They have it that not way. Not the same. I, yeah, I no, watched it. Not, not the same. All right, gentlemen. Cool. All right, guys. That's sweet. Have, yeah. Have have a good Paul, night. Thank you. Really, really. Get, Come anytime. Get some, get some, get some of those artisan tacos, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're Paul, done. Go get some tacos. on the table waiting for me. Oh, man. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See have you. a good week. <laughs> see ya. Get up there. Ciao, man. All right, boys. See you later.